Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. I was going to say something witty, but I, I, I remember that I'm not a witty person. Let's talk devils and islanders. Let's talk penguins and rangers. But let's not talk about flyers, because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny, which no one can deny. Episode 14, Friends and Rivals podcast coming at you. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Harkness. With me, as always, are... <laughs> Even <laughs> what was that? Uh, Bill, I'm Bill Fougere. I completely forgot. I didn't know what that was. Well, I, I didn't forget. I'm Nick Larita. Well, Nick, Nick, Nick was making tea, so Steve was trying to impersonate a tea kettle. Ah. You'll be happy to know this week's show was sponsored by Dr. Seuss, Mr. Potato Head, no, Aunt no. Jemima, and Uncle Ben's Rice. Wait a minute. Dr. Seuss has been canceled? What happened? Well, apparently, his, his stories are racist and offensive to people. I, I don't know. And? I, I, people get offended by these. How about the, can uh, what about the little rascals? Maybe they could sponsor too. I know you're cake, a big fan. The cake is talking. That was one of my favorite episodes ever. They can't get look. They can't even get away with old Bugs Bunny cartoons. You know, let alone the little rascals anymore. So, but we digress. Yes, yes, we do. But at least we have some sponsors. They're fictitious sponsors. They don't really sponsor our show. In case you were wondering. Wow. Way to break down the fourth wall. (laughs) I just wanted to clear the air and make sure, you know, just to reiterate that we're not yet sponsored and still looking for our first sponsor. All right. So wait, who were the sponsors again? Dr. Seuss. Dead. Dr. Seuss, right? With Mr. Potato Head. Not a real person. Well, who makes Mr. Potato Head? Hasbro. Hasbro. Well, maybe we get sponsored by Hasbro. Nope. Next, yeah, we get Aunt our Jemima, own, not get our a real own person. Uncle Ben, like, not a real person. You wouldn't like your own action figure? Are you sure Aunt Jemima wasn't a real person? She was. And she made Pretty so sure much money was. off of that that she was one of the happiest people on earth. Somebody has to have an Uncle Ben. Sure of that. Um, Jemima's maybe not as common a name. But... Charlie and Nora's kids eventually will have an Uncle <laughs> Ben. True. That's but true. That's, a, that's, a, that's about it. I, I didn't have an Uncle Ben. Did anybody else have an Uncle Ben? Nope. Sorry, man. I had no. an Uncle Bob. That's nobody. Nobody. As close as I get. Yeah. I'm not sure I knew a Ben or Benjamin in high school or in, or in school. I knew a couple, not many. We had a teammate that was a Ben. Our lacrosse goalie was Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Dover. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> whack, whack. <laughs> uh, we are on fire tonight. I'm paging Amanda Hug and Kiss. <laughs> Fun fact, I knew a, a girl in uh, our school growing up. Her name was, uh, her last name is Wiener. And uh, first time the, uh, oh, the a loud announcer that her name was announced, I laughed super hard oh, man. when she was 10 feet from me. Oh. It was Did you know not a good, her? I started laughing like an ass. And then like my buddy was like, hit me, like, shut up. Were you high? And I didn't realize. <laughs> No, it was like ninth uh, grade, man. Yeah, were you high? Like end of the day. <laughs> was she cute? That was until later. <laughs> uh, I was not uh, a fan at the time. Maybe later in life. I don't know. Nature's a late bloomer. Who knows? Well, you remember the old, there was an old assistant coach for the Knicks during the 90s run when they were really good. His name was Dick Harder. Can't make it up. Can, can you possibly bad. imagine going through life with that name? I, it 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 floors me that he got that announced every night at every single home Nick game but at did MSG. Go, did he go by Richard or did no, he go by Dick? Dick? Yeah, no, no, when they announced it, it was Dick Harder. You got to go by Richard. 
Or you fully, or you fully embrace the dick. Gotta embrace it because everybody's just gonna go Richard Harder. Wait a minute, <laughs> you know what that could be? No, you just gotta go for it at that point, or change your name. Poor bastard. Poor, poor bastard. Yeah, you change that last name to Cumming. That's what he should have done. <laughs> Why? Oh, right. Dead air is not good for the podcast. Right. I forgot that. Dead air is not good for the podcast. So we must continue. So, Billy, Sis got the COVID, eh? It's about fucking time. Well, now, wait a minute. Now, are you seeing reports that I'm not seeing? Because I know he's on the protocol, but I didn't know that he was necessarily well, protocol, diagnosed. Got the COVID. What's yeah. Well, protocol. look, it's, it's, I'm, I'm sorry. I have to apologize because, you know, I mean, within that bubble, they're allowed, you know, it, me and Sid have our usual conjugal visit and, and it's all condoned by, by the NHL or whatever, but he had played his 1000th game. He was, we were going to celebrate. I, I was, I was going to sneak in a, a Chinese hooker. I didn't, I didn't think ahead. It, it was, it, so it's kind of on me and, and I apologize. I shouldn't have done it. She had a low grade fever, was coughing a little bit. I didn't think it was like anything COVID-ish. I mean, I thought it was, good. I thought it was the actress that played his girlfriend that maybe she had it. <laughs> Because, you know, you figure she probably had to travel from L.A. on a plane with other people. She probably didn't quarantine before the ceremony. Maybe it's because of everybody. Could be everybody who came to his thousands, uh, his thousands game. I mean, Pat Sajak already had the COVID, so he's not going to go back on the list like a week later. Plus, the Devils were smart enough to do the ceremony, you know, before fans were back in the arena. They could have waited one game, had the ceremony in front of fans. But instead, they decided to do it over the you know the game before fans were allowed back in. Dude, I really don't get that. That makes sense. No? We, last week we talked about the uh, the the video tribute to to Taylor Hall, and in front of nobody, and then they they do the this the Pat Sajak celebration in front of nobody. I mean, what are they are what are they thinking? They they've never been a a team that is adept at marketing themselves now well, look they're they're and it Twitter used to it used great. to it, it used to be lou's fault that the team didn't market itself but it seemed like since lou left they didn't think to maybe hire somebody who had uh half of a brain when it came to marketing but their, their twitter their twitter feed is the twitter is, is great funny. the twitter is great but, but that's, that's where it ends right what that's on the marketing department no it's on the social media team it's a completely different group well they suck you know, the, the marketing department seems to reflect the play on the ice lately, so that makes sense. So who knows how long Sid will be on the uh, on the COVID list? Kaka was on there for what 12, 12 days. He just came off today, um, so it'll be about two weeks. So maybe maybe about yeah. ten days to two weeks uh, until you see Sid back in your lineup. It, maybe it could be less. Um, it could be less. It, it all I don't think on yeah yeah. I don't think Josh Bailey was on for the full ten because he had a. I think it was he didn't get it, but he had he was in contact with somebody who had contracted it, and it was like you know their their kids like teacher or something like that, right? So it was like a or babysitter or something. So it was it's basically like it could be any anybody that you've been in contact within, you know. Um, it could have been Sid's babysitter, yeah. Yeah, it could have been. It's very possible. So the point is, we don't know yet, and because it was only him. Uh, it's probably likely that it's just a contact, a trace contract, contact like, uh, yeah. thing. So I'm hoping that's the case because we just played 
Isles just played um, uh, the Penguins five times this month. Now, most now obviously, like the earlier games probably wouldn't have mattered, but nevertheless, we just played them a couple times in the last week. So, I'm hoping that he just got a uh, you know they're just pre- precautionary for people he's been in contact with, but we'll see. Yeah, there's nothing to really, you know, ultimately you don't know. They don't disclose like what it what he goes on the list for. Yeah. It's just so you just so it's just a wait and see. And, and that's usually, you know, when Sid's out of the lineup, that's usually what it is. You're usually just waiting. It's usually a concussion that we're waiting for when it's going to clear up or whatever. But uh, it's you're just not going to know one day he'll be back in the lineup and 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 then we go from there. But uh, but pleased to see them uh, respond tonight anyway uh, in, in his absence. Who who stepped in when he's out when he when um at lineup? I honestly I have not had a chance to look at that lineup. There was one name that I didn't recognize, Friedman or something like that, who uh, who who played. Um, but I, I I believe on the first line they had uh, Kapanen uh, centering that line with, uh, or maybe Gensel was centering that line. All I know for sure so far because I haven't really seen anything yet is I know Kapanen, Gensel, and um, uh, Rust. We're on the top you line. Got, you guys got McCann back recently, right? Yeah, McCann's back. So he's, yeah, he's probably playing that second line center somewhere. Or, yeah, they would probably move McCann to a center uh, in Crosby's absence, but I don't think on the first line. So there's been heavy, heavy reports and uh, trade speculation about Jack Eichel wanting to get out of Buffalo, not happy in the situation up there. And all signs are pointing toward him coming to the Rangers. And there's been some reports on Twitter, the package is going back to the Buffalo Sabres as I think a little much in my book, but what people are missing here from my perspective and and looking at things is Rangers this season, they got to make the money work. They can't even call up Morgan Barron right now to play fourth or third line center because they don't have the, the, uh, the game day cap space to do that because of the cap space, as well as the bonus structure that they have to hold for the end of the season. So they don't even have enough cap room to bring up a player in Hartford, let alone bring a guy who's making $10 million a year onto their lineup right now, unless those contracts go out the door. And I don't think Buffalo's knocking down their door asking for Tony D'Angelo or Ryan Strom or anybody else like that. So if you want to trade away Heedle and Kako, that's fine, all you want. But still, you're still not getting Eichel on the team this year because you can't fit him under the cap space without getting rid of those guys. And you're not buying them out. Well, you're going to buy out Tony D'Angelo at the end of the year. But again, that's at the end of the year. It doesn't help you for the next two months that we have to go through this regular season, Um, which is why I don't think the Rangers pull the trigger and get Eichel during the season. I think it's in the offseason. Uh, if they get him at all, it'll probably be at the draft. It's interesting because I'm looking at his contract. He's got another six more years on this deal. Yep. And he uh, he has no move contract starting in 22-23. So it, it makes sense. If, even if they didn't move him this year, they could still move him next year if they had if they really wanted to get rid of his contract. Although it doesn't seem like if, if the trend is going the same direction that it would, he would last that long. But, um, you know, we've, we've talked about this over some of the rumors we've seen and uh, I think it was Bucci had put up like a number of Rangers in a potential trade, you know, that he felt would be, you know, a no brainer for the Rangers. And essentially it was a it was about the four of the last four, it was, it was four, four first round picks, essentially, you know, three prospects that are all first rounders drafted by the Rangers, a first rounder. And also um, including Kako, who was number two overall. Um, 
and then also uh, one of the goalies. So that'd be a Grigorov, uh, um, Shurkin. So I mean, that that's that's to me. Well, look, I don't, I don't think they're trading either one of those guys. To be I, right, but like the, the the notion that you would want to trade all these years of of being you know pretty much terrible for a guy that is already is basically he's the franchise player there, and they're I mean Buffalo is not known for having great owners and ownership and you know it it could be the problem but I mean this is like just smells of the yash and trade to me. And, you know, when I saw that, 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 I was like, this is, they gotta, they got, they better not over to that, that kind of trade. It, yeah, it, Yash, it, Yashin wasn't that young though, was he? When he wasn't 24 when he got traded, he was more in his late no, 20s, right? He or was late, 30? No, no, he was, he was in his prime. Um, I can look it up. It's probably like mid, like probably 25, 26. Cause he had played, he had played already for a bit with, with Ottawa and become a star. Yeah. Remember he took a year off because the contract uh, hold out and then they traded him. But nevertheless, a um, bit of a story there, but like, because Eichel, Eichel's, I mean, he's unhappy, obviously, and he's already been paid. Well, uh, the action wasn't paid. Everybody in Buffalo's unhappy. Right. And that's maybe the problem, but I mean, what if you make a big tree like that and then he, he comes to your team and doesn't, doesn't, isn't able to uh, get what he wants? I mean, especially if you trade a lot of pieces away, you're weakening the team around him. So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. That, but as, I don't know. As what you brought like. said, the actual the, the trade was Kako, Brain Schneider, Heedle, a goalie, and a first round draft pick. And he said, and he said he would do the trade in three seconds. And shit, he'd throw in more. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think that. Not I doing, think he's crazy. I think he's not crazy. Doing that. You, 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 what's, what's Heedle's ceiling? Second line center. And what's Kako's ceiling? Uh, first line. First line wing. First line wing, yeah. Schneider's and, Schneider, you said goal. it's a top four. Right, top four defense, yeah, and then a goalie who that could be um, Garan, that could be one of the two goalies in in New York now. It could be Wall, it could be a number of different people. But I mean, look, you, you don't draft these players and expect all of them to make your team, right? And your first round pick this year, uh, which that that which is potential lottery, right? Yeah, a so lot. That, well, it just just in the players alone, not including the goalies. That and like Nick said, that's one, two, three, four first round picks essentially for Eichel. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look. make sense. He, he had a, I mean, Eichel had a great productive season last season. That he would have been a forty goal guy if they if they played a full season, probably. But I mean, he's never reached that level before, and and I I, I don't know. I mean, uh, that's a it, to short circuit everything you've kind of been building up just to just to try to catch lightning in a bottle. It, I don't see how that really makes any sense to to send like all your products. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like the Carmelo Anthony deal that the, the Knicks pulled in the garden it's, too. I mean, just, it oh is. You remember that? It oh. is Rangers esque though. Oh yeah, it's nineties. It, it's nineties Ranger esque. Yeah, but luckily we're smart enough. And and Steve, what do you always say about these trades? What do you uh, always it never say? it never works out for the team that that trades away the superstar. Never right. works out. And and I couldn't agree with you more. Look, if the Rangers really wanted to make this trade work this year with Buffalo, Buffalo would have to take Buchnevich, Tony D'Angelo, and Philip Heedle, plus whatever prospects and draft picks you want to give them. Schneider in a first round. Schneider a first rounder, but they're not going to. They're, they're not trading Schneider. They 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 like him too much to do it. It's like it's like them trading Keandre Miller. They're not doing it. It's what not about Fox. Happen. What about Fox? No. 
They're going to nope. want one of the three of them. I don't think nope. it's going to happen anyway. Nope. I nope. agree with you. Nope. I don't think it's going to happen. Nope. Buffalo should hold out for, you know, when we get toward the trade deadline and there's those teams that are actually going to make some noise in the playoffs that are, those are the ones that are going to yeah. stack up and go here. We're, this is what but, we're going to give away. We're, we're going to mortgage yeah, everything. But, and Billy, they're not going to mortgage. Yeah. They're going to mortgage prospects. They're going to mortgage picks. They're going to do all that. But how is that team who's competing going to fit Eichel's salary under the cap? Every team, every team in the NHL is in that situation. Uh, just about every team. I mean, you're not going to trade them to Arizona. I don't, I don't know who's, who's, I don't even think that was probably a bad example. I don't even think Arizona is that far into the cap. No. Who's no. far into the cap. I mean, th- when, that's not even a choice. They're when you get closer creative. to the, when you get closer to the deadline, the cap becomes less of a, a, a handcuffing. Yeah. There's no, less of the season left. So the Bruins could potentially could potentially do it if they move some other salary. Florida Panthers could do it. These are the these are the teams that are are low on the uh, Florida. Florida is a good good possibility because they're right there. They're competitive in that division. They having him would just put them over a couple yeah, of teams. But but to trade Eichel is a little bit more difficult because of the salary and everything else. But Hall is an easier trade for them because even if they retain fifty percent of his salary. He's a it's free not agent. Much. Uh, yeah, he's a he's free gone. agent. Yeah, doesn't matter. So even if so, there's no retention. There's no nothing. It's he's just a pure rental. Rental. So that, that's going to happen for sure. He's, yeah, he's going to get traded Jeff for Skinner, sure. Man. Jeff Skinner. That's a weird one. How does just he keeps have getting no scratched. Goals? Right. How does he have no goals and was scratched for three straight games and is now playing fourth line duties? Yeah. When he was in he, Carolina, he, Carolina, he scored against everybody at will. He, I think he's a guy that's going to. If he gets moved somehow, I don't think they can. That's a very hard contract to move. But if they moved him, he I bet you he would he would turn around. I think Buffalo's it's not working making? out for him. Well, I'm nine. looking it up right now. He's he's nine. making nine Too much. for the next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years. He's oh, making nine million yeah. dollars. They committed no. hard. Oh, nobody's <laughs> nobody's taking that. <laughs> that one's bad. He's not a center, man. Like, I don't know what you do in that situation. He's a oh. and he's, oh, by the way, and he's got know. no moving clothes. <laughs> That's what a team like Buffalo has to do to to, to keep to, a star to get player. players. I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, well, we talked about this before, too. How the hell is Kyle Opozo still playing hockey? It seems like he's been in the NHL forever. He's 32. He's got he's still got two three more years. years left on his contract. This is this is this this year and two more years. Still shocks me every time I him see and, him playing for Buffalo. I mean, at least he's playing. We could have signed him again, re-signed him when, uh, when instead of taking on um, Andrew Ladd's contract, and at least he's serviceable. Andrew Ladd not so serviceable. <laughs> so uh, Andrew Ladd for Jeff Skinner, you doing it? I ain't take that's look, a guy straight, two years. straight up. No money retain. No money retained. No nothing. No money retained. Nope. No nothing. Just straight up Jeff Skinner for Andrew Ladd. So we're paying this contract for not six, yeah, seven I, more, I eight more years. I would never. How old that. is he now? How old he's, is Skinner he's now? He's twenty-eight. Oh God. Yeah. It's I, a bad contract. It's oh my God. Not a for nine, Skinner. <laughs> a no, nine million dollar, thirty-five-year-old winger. Oh. Well, the, we at can, least he's I, really big, though. <laughs> <laughs> we can safely say yeah. we can buy that contract out, right? Or pray for. I see. A, you see those deals and you feel better about a lot of your own deals. You're yeah. Like, okay, can't be that bad. You're, you're pretty excited about Andrew Ladd, aren't you? Right now? We ain't Buffalo. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, realistically, Buffalo has not much else 
really long term. Next two years, almost everything is up except for Kyle Fosu. This year, next year. So next year, almost everything's out. RFAs, UFAs. They have to. They've. They only have Eichel, Skinner, Oposa for one more year. Tage Thompson. He's on a really small deal. What's it? They're gonna have to start paying Darlene. Darlene's a big one. Yeah, he's good. He is. And then also Olson. I, I would I would buy I would buy some years out of his unrestricted free agency. I don't think I'd give him the friggin' deal that Eichel or Skinner got, but I would definitely buy into his free agency a little bit. Maybe not next year because this this first one because he doesn't have uh, arbitration rights. But the when he when he first starts getting arbitration rights, you can you probably see a longer term deal in there, probably a six year deal. You could see definitely see something like that. But look, I I don't think Eichel's coming to the Rangers. Uh, at least until the off season, if he comes anyway, and you know, do we even want him? The answer is yes. That's a I, good I, question. I, 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 I would want Eichel. I am at, a, at 24 years old for the right price. Oh, yeah. right for the right. You obviously, take him. Yeah. Yes. He's it's, not gonna. He's not gonna sit there until the off season. He's gonna be. I would think he's traded before the off season. Really? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. There's 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 a lot of there's a lot more teams plus the the 10 percent buffer on the cap in the off season to where teams can maneuver and you might get a better package. Dude, it's it's absolutely in Buffalo's interest to wait till the offseason to trade him. And look, and look, that's at least I'm I'm reading from the experts on the Twitter. That, I was gonna say saying. unless they get a, a deal that makes sense, like there's you shouldn't trade him unless like it's a, a John Butchergrass deal. deal. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, of course you take that and run because that leaves you only with one Albatross contract. Like Eichel's contract, while he's Jack Eichel, he's 24. He'll be what 29 when he finishes that deal. Not bad. But it's still ten million dollars a year. It's it's a huge chunk. It's a, you know, eighth of your your uh, your cap. So if you have only one of those on the deal, I mean, the, I don't know if they're going to do a Skinner. That that even um, they they're going to pray that Seattle somehow would take. I, he can't even expose him. He's got a right. no move contract, doesn't he? Right. They could yeah. they could he's make a deal moves. though. They could, he could waive it. Yeah, he could. He could absolutely waive it. But but seriously though, nobody's taking that contract. Even maybe if they ate half of that contract. Look, it's re- it's ridiculous. They're never, man. That might be the worst contract. We we I think we need to do some research for next week. Find a contract? contract that's worse than that. Okay. Best contract and worst contract. In Best contract, worst contract. I think so. I already got. I well, we we all know Jeff Skinner is the worst one, but you can't use Ooh. Jeff Skinner. He's out. This is throughout the league or for or just for our teams? Throughout the league. All right. Yeah, screw that. Hmm. Our teams are. I don't know. Do we? Who was, who was the worst contract on your team, Bill? PK Subban. Oh, besides Malkin. Yeah, <laughs> I, wouldn't, right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put that on Malkin. Um, really? Well, um, After all the wonderful things you've been saying about Evgeny all year? No, it's not like he's making just terrible money. I mean, he's you know he's he's right now it's not a good contract, but like he played some years and won some cups with the contract. That he's, well, what am I going to say about the contract when it when it when it turned out that way? Um, you can't be the worst, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the Jack Johnson contract was pretty bad, but you know, thank you Rangers for picking up some portion of that. Right. So no, 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 Bill, you, you bought him out and we then gave him a million dollars to come play for us. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a bad one, but worse, I got, I got, I got to do research. I don't know what's the worst off the top of my head. Yeah. I I don't know if we have a bad one currently. I'm not real happy with the Matheson contract right now. I mean, but worst, I don't know. Yeah. All right. So, so do your investigative research. Let's find out the best and worst contracts in, in the NHL, your opinions. Sweet. 
So we, we talked at the beginning of the year and we, and we, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago about, you know, goaltending tandems, who's going to be the best in the East and in the mass mutual division and all that. Well, it's turning out to be what's going on in the Island, Nick, and what's happening over there with, you know, you take um, Aaron Sorkin's first game and you kind of throw it away. Um, and he's got really, really solid numbers against everybody. And plus what Varlamov is doing, I mean, it's going to project them, you know, that could carry them deep into playoffs because as we've know, if you're goaltenders that win the championships. Yeah. So when I, when we started, we did the, the, the previews, you know, I said, I was pretty sure that Sorokin would, would have struggle early. I didn't think he'd struggle as mightily as he did. I felt he did in the first few games he played first two games specifically. He looked very shaky, um, but they didn't, I wasn't score any goals to support him in those games. It wasn't until the third game. He got really any support and got to overtime and, he looked better, but it wasn't until the fourth game they started shut out. looked looked good, and then this past week he uh, shut out the Penguins and looked uh, looked pretty good doing it, man. He was uh, he's looking much sharper, much looking um, looking like he's uh, actually like I think it's 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 getting used to the the the, the coaching, getting used to the the small things that the goalie coaches are asking him to do, and getting used to where you know the players are going to be. And getting to see around players and getting through the screens, just getting used to the AHL, you know, speed, all that little stuff takes time. And I didn't expect him to be able to just jump in right away and, you know, be able to replicate that from any other. Even the KHL is a wild good league. It's it's not the same. There's no yeah. way this to speak, you know. So I agree. Um, so he's looked great. Um, Varlamov has been as sharp as ever. He's got, what, I think three shutouts right now. Between the two of them, they have five total. And then uh, tonight, uh, it was, we were 12 seconds away from a, another shutout where for Volomov. Um, pretty I much. Would. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, my, Devils. <laughs> so, I mean, even with that, it doesn't really matter. They've been, they've been red hot um, in February. And uh, goaltending has been a big deal. Preventing, you know, just the system in, in general has been keeping them, keeping the, the goals low. And that's, uh, been a pretty big piece. Uh, I was looking at it for February, and um, in February, goals against Isles were number five in the in the league um, with twelve games played. So comparatively, all the teams above them, uh, only the Knights. The Knights are the only ones that had ten games, and ten games they had nineteen goals against. The rest were Minnesota, Colorado, and Philly. All had eight games played. Yeah, so played you, the most games and given up the less. Least amount of goals. <laughs> yeah. No, less. Less is right. Less is good. Let's say less. <laughs> yeah. It was only, um, it's only really, you know, the Golden Knights have really were the only ones that were close to that in that, that span in February. So yeah. um, it's but been good, awesome to watch. Good, def- good defensive structure, good goaltending. Um, certainly catapults your tandem into the tops, with, certainly within the division. Um, Who do you think's number two behind I think, them? I think Halak and Rask. Are, are number two for sure. No question. I would and then have after, after, them close to number one until like this past week, but yeah. Yeah. I, I look, I don't disagree with you. I, I don't think Carter Hart's having that great of a season, to be honest with you, what's going on in Philly. Um, I, I, I really just don't think he's having a good season. I don't, I, you know, Blackwood was, you know, started out like freaking ball on fire, but he's ever still since got a, he's got a nine twenty save percentage, he's still playing great. He's just got nobody in front of him and they're not yeah. scoring. 
which brings us to the next kind of point that we, we uh, are the Devils ever going to win again? I mean, no. I mean, he sure came back from 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 the injury, from the COVID, got named captaincy, and the Devils have a goose egg in the wind column ever since that happened. It's not, I mean, it's not his fault. Oh, it's, it's absolutely his fault. It's the curse it's... of Nico Heischer, <laughs> as we're going to call it from here on out. That's fine. It's just it's... he should have just left those sticks in Switzerland. He should have. <laughs> it's play. It's it's a new system, and the players just look lost at at too frequently. They look lost, like they don't know. They don't know where to be too frequently. It's, it's four guys below the faceoff dots. The puck goes back to the point and the, the defensive player is chasing after the puck instead of being in front of where the puck is going. So they're always behind the puck defensively. Can, can you can't have this. I mean, before the COVID hit them, I mean, I, I think we can all safely say that they were a, a very surprising team. I don't think anybody was expecting what they were doing and they were playing really good structured hockey. No, so they were since they were. If you watch the games, they were not playing structured hockey. Well, they were against was, the Rangers, and those are the games was, I was watching. <laughs> it was a fire. It was like a fire drill out there. It, it's and it still is. They just are. They're all over the place too frequently. There's a wide open guy in front of the net. Too frequently, two defensemen are behind the goal, chasing the puck, leaving guys open in the slot. They just don't know the system yet, and that's what everybody expected that's why they were expected to finish so low because it's a bunch of guys it's a bunch of kids if you take Subban and Paul Mary off the team they become the youngest team in the NHL hmm. so and, and you bring in a new coach you don't give it you, you you know you have a three-day training camp you don't have preseason games I know we joked about it but you know you're right we don't have preseason games to learn a system not necessarily learn the players but learn the system you motherfucker. You, th- for all the shit that you gave me, you're flipping a goddamn switch now? You son of a bitch. We've been flipping that switch every week if you haven't. I said it from no, the no, beginning. I, I have, but it's been tongue-in-cheek and been jokingly. Sounds like he actually meant it this time. <laughs> so it's just, it's this is what we expected from this team. This, this kind of play. This terrible penalty kill, terrible power play. Yeah, I saw a little bit of that five on three. That was... Um... It's, you know why? Mark Recchi. Mark it's because of Mark Recchi. He's sabotaging the Devils from inside. He's he is a spy. I Dude, would have to be convinced that that is not a fact. He was a Penguin and a Flyer. Okay, he was. Yeah. and he's got to hate the Islanders. So he, there's no possible way he's sabotaging the Devils when they're playing the Islanders. No way. He's just got a terror. No, he is. He's sabotaging the whole season. It's not just this game. He's sabotaging the whole season. By having a useless power play and a useless penalty kill. Wow. Also, Nikita, Nikita Gusev, more like goose egg. Am I right, guys? More like yeah. Nikita. I like Nikita. <laughs> All right. Steve goes in the penalty box for a minute. <laughs> Such an awful fucking joke. It only happened to somebody else. Oh my God in heaven. If he says fucking goose egg. Steve, Steve, you got to change the tissue time. on your microphone. That's that's what's gonna that's what's gonna get you to. to... Oh. They just yell a little louder. The best thing that ever happened on Zoom is that you can fucking mute people. All right. I'm gonna let him I'm gonna gonna ask him. We have to ask you to unmute. We can't just unmute you. So you have to you actually have to have to unmute yourself. Uh, Can you hear me now? Yeah, unfortunately we can hear you. I, I don't know how he went from being the player he was last year, being a player that had such promise to 
being so useless on the ice as he has been this season. It's Mark Ricky. Yeah, but you could say that a lot about a lot of players in the league right now. No, he's useless. He literally passes the puck to the other team. I've seen it happen at least twice a game. He passes the puck to the (laughs) other team. So you so you're trading Gusev for Skinner straight up. No, slow down. <laughs> slow down. Slow your roll, sir. We got to find him a team. There's got to be a team that would take him. And I bet you one day it's going to be the Arizona Cowboys. Oh, it's going to be the Maple Leafs at some point. Come on. No, no they will never be, they will never Come be able on. to afford him. They will never be able to afford him. Ever. I know, but they'll still they'll they'll trade everybody they have on defense. No, he's just going to yes. Yes. up in Arizona. Or- Does he play forward? The Toronto Maple Leafs want We him. want them. <laughs> They're trying to outpace uh, the Oilers. That's their only thing, their only target at this point. I can see him going to Florida. Yeah, Skinner. I can definitely see him. But I, I think Hall in Florida makes a lot of sense. I never even thought about that. It makes a lot of sense for the for the Florida Panthers, even though he hasn't been scoring either. Like, nobody's been scoring in Buffalo. Can we stop talking about Buffalo now? The guy they, the guy they put on the, the crease on the power play has been scoring. Oh, uh, Sam Reinhart, he is. Yeah, he's no. a machine gun for sure. No, what's his what's his name? Not it's Reinhardt. Not Sam Reinhardt. No, sure? hang on. Darlene? Olsen? No, 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 no. Olofsson? No. Olofsson sounds familiar. Yeah. Sounds like a name I heard tonight. He's, he's a been def- playing well. Yeah. Forward. Olofsson. Victor Olofsson. He's got seven ask. goals on the season, and I want to say like five of them are on the power play. It would have to with that name. You have to camp out in front of the net. You're not like yeah. a skill player with a name. No. You're, yeah. you're, you're like the just like the the big guy that just stands there screening the goalie, taking out the trash. You're, you're thinking of Christoph Oliwa. God, nobody ever thinks of Christoph Oliwa. Yeah, I'll second that. I just love the the name. It was Christoph a chance. Like it, it's, I think it's more like Oliva. more like Ulf Samuelson, right? Christoph Oliva. There was no skill in Ulf Samuelson. Ulf, he was a defenseman. He was a, a stay at home. There, there was, there was no skill it. in Ulf Samuelson. I, yeah, <laughs> it really wasn't. I, I, I would try to make an argument, but I, I can't. I absolutely can't. All right, well, you know, four point night, Steve. Go ahead. Get uh, it out. Get Nik- it out, man. Nikita Gusev lost on the ice. Point one. Nikita uh, Pavel Zaka uh, had a ten game point streak. Came to an end tonight, but still, he was playing very well. Very. It was nice to see him have a nice stretch of games where the fans got off his back. See, there are positives. He sure hit in the face with a puck misses tonight's game. No, no explanation. Wait, he got hit. That's why he missed tonight's game. Cause he got he, hit in the face with a puck. He took a PK Subban slap shot that deflected off a stick into the visor and somehow cut his face somewhere. Okay. But what that means in terms of why he missed tonight, nobody knows. This morning, Lindy Ruff was asked about it. He said, this morning, Lindy Ruff was asked about it. He said he still has to talk to the doctors. What are you waiting for? This happened on Sunday. That's the standard answer. For? That's a it's standard Tuesday. answer. All, all just, but you just look like an idiot. Injury. You right. look like an idiot. And then uh, my, my fourth point was uh, the, the penalty kill and power play are just nightmares. Just, just nightmares now the penalty That's kill two separate points that's five points you've got special, your... special teams has been a nightmare they played the penalty kill played well against washington the penalty kill played well tonight is that because they've been playing better or is it because 
the Capitals and Islanders just took them, took it, you know, took it for granted that they were going to score. I have something positive for you, my friend. They play Face the Rangers. Off. They play the Rangers the next two games. Well, I got two Face positive off. things for you, my friend. They won in faceoffs tonight, fifty-five percent to forty-four percent on draws, mm-hmm. and they play the New York Rangers for the next two games at the Rock. So God, I gotta, you know, gotta. I gotta see something because otherwise, I'm just gonna give up hope that this little team that could could. I'm just gonna resign myself to the fact that they're probably gonna be in eighth place because they can't. They can't beat the Sabres to save their lives. Man, when oh. did the Penguins get a crack at these that these Sabres and Devils that well, I've been hearing so well, much about? Not yet. The, for the next three games, the Sabres happen to be on Long Island. So, Nick, yeah, you know, the straight. Islanders played the Devils tonight. What's your take on it? Uh, Devils. Uh, and your fourth so, Yeah. What's what are you showing there, Steve? March 18th. The Penguins come. Yeah. Penguins and Devils. March 18th. Well, I was, I was look good tonight. Um can't complain. They've been red hot in February. I was going to go through. So basically, eight two and two in February uh, was their record. Twelve games, twenty eight days. Not bad. It's going to be, I think, nineteen games and like thirty days. Nineteen games, like thirty days or something coming up. They got a real big stretch. But but then again, everybody does. I don't think when they were talking about that on the, the telecast today. I was like, every team's got a condensed schedule. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Everyone's playing like every other night anyway. They've turned around this month. Eight two and two. Uh, interesting notes, 3-0 against Boston. Really played well against them, especially the other night. We put five goals up on them in the third period, which was just blowout city at that point uh, in, the, in that game. I mean, third period, it wasn't like all game they were crushing them. It was a third period meltdown by Boston and some real nice plays by the Isles. But they definitely, you know, a couple of those goals, they should probably have taken care of. Uh, two, two and one against the Pens this month, which was like, I am sick and tired of seeing I playing against the Penguins. Thank God we're going to play them twice more this season. We're not good against them. We lost the first game against them. We're two, three, and one all, all in the season against them. And uh, it's it, it feels like every time we play them, aside from the, the shutout uh, the other night, it just feels like they just they have our number. So where I was going with this point was basically I'm seeing trends with some of the teams you've been playing a lot. Um, obviously Boston had that we've been playing well against them and the Penguins. We just haven't, um, I, we haven't played enough of everyone else yet to really get too much data. Uh, you know, like we I think we're Owen two against Washington. We played them twice, but we haven't seen them again. Philly similar. I think we're two and one against, uh, the Rangers, I believe we're two and one and devils two and one now, but outside of that, it's, uh, it's, it's been interesting to see that, um, some of the streaks going, Especially with Boston at the top, I, I didn't foresee us playing that well against them in the last few games. So it'll be interesting to see how that if that changes when we start playing that again in um, this month coming up and then into April. The kids have been playing real well. Sorokin's had two shutouts now, uh, his last two starts, and it'll be interesting to see how they they start to put him if they start if if they, they start to put him more in the the rotation. Uh, right now, it looks like they might be playing him every third game, maybe. If they start to, I, they have to start putting him in more in more. Keep him, keep him like you know, just keep him fresh. Keep Varlamov fresh. Um, the success of the team is gonna gonna really come down to goaltending at the end of the season, anyway, and especially in the playoffs. So, I'm really hoping that we that Varlamov can can spell him uh, for a little more. Wallstrom's on a five game point streak. Had another goal tonight. Winning uh, would have been the winning goal. 
Yeah, no, you're right. That, that was a good goal, too. It's really hard to score when you can skate right down the middle of the ice, uncontested, and take a shot from the high slot. That was a good goal, though. It was a good goal. You, you, you get to mention that he, he put the speed ball. He, he did have a speed going into the zone uh, and shot through the defender's legs uh, top shelf, which was a thing of beauty all in, a mo- in one motion. But nevertheless, kid's been playing well. He had a goal from the, the new spot on the power play, which is where um, – Ovechkin area, top of the circle, left circle, which is kind of the thing we've been waiting for because that's his thing is his shot is he's got a blistering shot. And power play was something that has been lacking for us for a long time, for years, not just the season. Dobson's been playing a little well to, to round it out. He's, he's still playing a lot of minutes with Green. And I think that's a really good approach. They just, they've been bringing him slowly along. And him and Green have been playing real well together. Yeah, I, I felt like... Always, yeah. always been a fan of taking the kid and put him with a grizzly yeah. veteran. I didn't really think too much about it before the season started, but now that I've watched them play together. It really makes a lot of sense and it's, it's working well. Um, I'm still nervous about how they're going to mount up the defensemen because they were just so short on defensemen, but if, it, if everybody's just healthy, we're fine. <laughs> you, don't need, you don't need a seventh defenseman. And the last point was uh, the power play, uh, which I was just mentioning was basically has been horrendous for us for years. Even in the Tavares days, it was okay. It was middle of the pack. It really, they just they couldn't get the puck into the zone ever. It felt like they were constantly battling that. And if they got in the zone and they set up, they might get a shot or two and maybe it would be okay. But this this month in February, I couldn't believe this. We were best in the league, forty point nine percent conversion rate. Uh, let, me, let me just interject for one second. <laughs> Cause we've talked about how much you play the penguins in February. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's, there's a little part of that might be the penguins penalty kill. I, I don't want to burst your bubble just yet, but you're going to have to go see how you do against <laughs> other teams. I'm going to ride this high for just, just one month. <laughs> <laughs> I don't foresee it staying this way, but uh, having a second power play line with Wallstrom on it now and having a, uh, on the left side playing like being deadly from that side, it opens up the offense a little bit. I'm not saying it's going to be maintained that way for a while, but it's looking really good. Pajot has been kind of helping that line as well. And that guy has just been a monster for us. So, so far, so good. I mean, we're up and up and up and we'll see how it maintains into March. Cause it's going to be a much different experience. Although we do start the month with Buffalo three times. So all anyway. at home, at home, all which at is home. super nice. And it's, it'll be interesting to watch how, if that plays into what happens in Buffalo. If we win all three games convincingly and Eichel looks like a little kid, then that's not going to, that could change things for their season, but I don't think so. I think they're going to, I think they're going to have to win a couple, I, at least one game. In it. I think their season's already changed and done personally. I, 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 I don't think you're going to get, you'll get a, a battle from, from Buffalo for sure. But I don't, I don't think they're, they're going to be where everybody projected them to be for sure. Agreed. So, you know, speaking of Buffalo, that's who we played tonight. So, you know, looking back at, at this past week, including tonight's game, played four times. <clears throat> you know, we had, we had Philly and Buffalo bookended a uh, couple games versus Boston. Um, look, the Philly game, we had a lot of guys out. I'm not making excuses. I'm not using that as an excuse as why we lost because we had plenty of opportunities to win that game. Rob here with 52 things, and we have a really fun – Rob here with 52 things, and we have a really – I don't know what that is. I hit a link. It just started playing. Oh, okay. I know. I thought you were making a, I thought you were making a joke. I, I was no, waiting to laugh. No, 
<laughs> I was like, oh. don't play, don't play. <laughs> Put Shut up, man. You stop this? playing. <laughs> Put it on mute. <laughs> Fuck, where was I? Oh, we had plenty of opportunities to win that game, Philly. Just uh, didn't happen. But it doesn't help when you have one of your projected first line, complete first line out of the game when in Heedle, uh, Panarin, and Kako, and then your first pair defense. Well, your 1-1-A one, one first pair defense, right, with um, with Miller and with Truba all being out and playing a team against Philly who just got a lot of their players back from the COVID list. It was a game the Rangers had an opportunity to win. They didn't. Um, Kreider hat trick in that game. He's been he's been a blaze this past week. He's got 10 goals on the season in 20 games played. Um, in a normal course of the year, you, people would be screaming for him to have 40 goals this year. Um if he gets somewhere in between, you know, 25, somewhere around the 25 mark, um, that would absolutely equate to him scoring 40 in a, in a, in a, in a regular season. Um, Lafreniere is on a little, little streak, looking more like a number one overall pick. I mean, he's got what, three points in the past three games, um, two goals and an assist or, or a goal and, and two assists. And the goal he scored tonight kind of bounced off of his leg, but you take him wherever you can. Right. Um, but, he's looked a little bit more confident with the puck. Maybe it's because Panarin is not there and it's next man up approach. Um, but he's, uh, he's definitely taken that, uh, the point to, uh, to look a little bit more confident and play with a little bit more poise. Uh, adjusting to the NHL without having played hockey for, for 10 months is, um, is certainly a, a challenge for, for anybody. Um, I don't care what your name is. So hopefully he's, uh, turned the corner and we can uh, put all that, uh, all the stuff we said bad about him in the first part of the year uh, behind us. Um, saw an interesting. We of, we oh, said. Oh, yeah, you're right. Me, me. We talked you off the oh, fucking me. ledge. You're 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 100 right. You're you're 100 right. But I wanted to bring up something that I saw on on the Twitter while I was on the shitter, and um, since David Quinn started coaching the Rangers in 2018. The Rangers have led the league in the following categories. Penalties in minutes, penalty minutes per games played, penalties taken, penalties taken per 60, bench minors, and major penalties. Well, a lot of them kind of jive with one another. So no, I, I, one I, the- <laughs> I, I don't disagree with you, but, but taking penalties and, and bench minors and all those things don't add up to, to wins, Billy. I don't know bench miners, oh, bench miners, especially because that's just boneheaded play. I, I agree. It's it's too many men on the ice calls. And look, I think we had somebody bitching. We we had three three too many men on the ice calls in one game. I know we we took three offensive zone penalties like last week. So I mean, there's 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 definitely a lot of boneheaded things. Maybe it's just because the age. Maybe when he took over, the age of the team went mm. down dramatically. And maybe it's the boneheaded move. I, th- I think line changes is something you do your entire hockey career, though. Yeah, but not so it's you're... so it's bad communication from the coaches on who's up next. Yes, and that's the point I was trying to make. Is that we'll fucking get to it? Let's go, let's go. Come on. Are, are you are you in a hurry for something? Yeah. It's it's ten thirty. Are we not allowed to make that much noise because Tina's trying it's to sleep? Time. Is is that is that what it is? It's night night. Yeah. It's night night time for Tina. Good night, Tina. I haven't gone yet. <laughs> but I just thought that was that was very interesting. That's something you don't want to lead the league in, for sure. And if you know, I I always 
I always kind of have David Quinn's back because I think he is still is the right coach for this team um, in the structure that we're in and the age of this team and, and how to develop these kids. Um, but that one took me by surprise. Um, so people who want Quinn's head are going to look to to those stats as one of the reasons why he should be gone. But I, again, those things I think can be fixed with communication and with age and with, and with knowing your system. So even though that is a very negative stat on David Quinn, um, I still think it's fixable. But unfortunately, we don't have any games against the, uh, against the Penguins next week. Uh, or no, do we? Yeah, we do. We, we, have a, we start a six-game road trip where we play in New Jersey, in, in Philadelphia, in, Phil, uh, in Pittsburgh, and then, in, and then two in Boston. So it's going to be a rough road trip coming up. Um, but um, they're all rough road trips in this division. Yeah. Uh, Unless you're just going to Buffalo, I guess. Right. But I mean, it's not, not that rough when you could sleep in your bed, your own bed for two of the games though. Right. That I was going to try and, and, and and go there a little bit. It's not too bad when you can be at home while you're playing technically on the road. Right. But the games in, in, in in Pittsburgh and the games in Boston are going to definitely be challenging for sure, to say the least at, at any time. So we'll see what happens. Speaking of the Penguins, I tried to give you as much time because I know you didn't get a chance to watch the game tonight with, with taking your son to <laughs> hockey and all that stuff. So I wanted to make sure I gave you enough time to, to kind of prepare yourself. Well, I, I go last every week. Last. So <laughs> I just thought that was my spot. <laughs> well, you no, just, I, I, you I mean, want to keep everybody listening because I know the good stuff's at the, at the back end. Yeah, that's what Yeah, yeah. You, you want to be the anchor. <laughs> you want to be the cleanup guy. That's no problem. We can that's do that. That's me. Um, yeah, you know, much like, uh, I mean, this past week is, has been much like the whole season for the Penguins. So, uh, it, it's been up and down and inconsistent and, and they've been playing from behind for most of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, like a week ago they had finished a, a win in Washington and then they had another game in Washington, obviously, um, uh, on, on Thursday, uh, and they fell behind two nothing. They battled back to tie it. And then, uh, and then a couple of calamity goals, a uh, um, couple of broken sticks led to goals against the Penguins. And, and it just made me wonder, because, I mean, it was the, the, the Capitals' third and fourth goal of the night happened because somebody broke their stick and, and that got exploited. I think it was Latang both times, actually, too. But what, what's with the NHL and, and why don't players just go to the goddamn bench and get a stick instead of standing around useless? For, I mean, I, I feel like I'm a, every team, no, nobody, there's not a team in the league that's a, that says, Hey, break a stick, call out a uh, stick defenseman or something, you know, just to signal people that, that you're going to do something and go to the bench for like an eight second round trip or somebody else jumps on the ice. Here's what you need to do. Come up with an advanced statistic about it and then they'll do something about it. Cause that seems to be the only reason, the only way they respond to anything. You're right, Steve. Cause that's like in football where teams are like, Oh no, we can't go for a fourth down. Even if it's a yard, we got to be like, we got to punt it. Even right. if because we're on our 35 or on our 40, even though the defense we've been playing against has had you know four, five, six, seven, eight play drive already, who cares? Yep. They're tired. We got a punt. Same thing. I agree. Why don't you just call it out and go into a, a box real fast while your your guy runs up and gets a stick? I mean, how many times do you see a defenseman lose a stick and then they're like, oh, we're screwed. We're just gonna sit in the, our zone with one guy who can't do anything. Who for, can't do anything? Right. Yeah, and, and then like the it, it's 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 actually worse because that guy lets the guy whoever doesn't have their stick, typically the the puck's gonna go in front of that guy, right? The person the point yeah. is gonna take the puck, and they're gonna 
basically just do what they want and they're there's they're completely you know um unobstructed to do to do just to, to take a shot to just fuck around with it and then they could the, the, while it's happening their their team can also rotate guys out right they can just they're they're Your rotating defense is getting out. tired yeah uh, exactly it, it's just it's so stupid i i it just shocks me like if they, the sticks if they are such just, pieces of shit right now anyway they, yeah. they shatter on it for any reason whatsoever that i can't figure out why they you know why, why they don't have a plan around this or you know what take, if you're gonna like do that just go take the guy out like you know if the guy's at the puck just check the guy and then go here still go get your stick like it's not gonna matter Any, anything better yeah. than what they do right now it's it's the dumbest i agree well i thought i thought somebody would disagree i'm considering that nobody in the league does it it seems ridiculous but that you know, uh, don't know what would have happened there otherwise. But but the but the breaking sticks did cost them uh, uh, last Thursday, and then uh, then they went then they were in uh, Long Island because all they did was play Washington and the Islanders for the whole month of February. So uh, then they were back uh, playing the Islanders. Um, went down two nothing in the game on Saturday night. Uh, battled back and, and won that one in uh, uh, was it overtime or a shootout? I I, don't, I think it was overtime. Okay. Yeah, Latang scored in overtime. A couple of yeah, he scored a couple of goals, I think, in that game. Um, they're all starting to run together for me, man. I'll, I'm with Nick, man. I'm. I mean, the Penguins had relative success in in those games against the Islanders, uh, with because once the game went to overtime, they they've been managing to come out ahead of those things. Otherwise, they've been pretty even, and uh, and so I guess the the Penguins are something like four and two on the in the six games um, with at at least two, maybe three of those games going into, no, I guess two of those games going into overtime. Um, so uh, it, it's worked out. Okay. But, but man, it, it, they are a tough team to play against. And, and uh, it really caught up with them. Finally on Sunday, uh, they went down to nothing again uh, for the third game in a row. And, uh, and that time it stuck. Um, and that was the final score. Um, yeah. Aaron Sorkin had that, uh, that shutout. Um, I, I, I would have to argue he, he, he didn't work that hard for it. Uh, it was uh, uh, the Penguins had two shots on goal in the first period. It was just a real clunker of a game for them, and uh, and I think he had 20 saves on the night. And I, you know, I mean, any any NHL goalie who gets a shutout, give him credit for for uh, for doing that. But you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't the 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 hardest working night that he's going to have in his career. That's for sure. Billy, I love it when you go because you have such shitty internet that you freeze for long periods of time. And then Zoom tries to catch up and speeds up your voice. And I, I chuckle every single time because you sound like a goddamn chipmunk. And his video isn't moving, is it? Yeah, your video is not moving at all, Tom. It's Tom's video is not moving. For but me. your voice Speak, is working. Speaking of shitty internet, <laughs> I have, I, like, probably the number two shittiest internet provider in history with Spectrum. Spectrum, you suck. Yeah, yeah they do. Um, so other things about the Penguins. So they won tonight, five to two, uh, after getting the news that Crosby's been put on the COVID list. Uh, they, they responded, uh, uh, Kapanen had a, a good game, a uh, couple of goals actually, um, uh, could have scored more from, from what I've seen in the highlights so far, he, he played really well. Um, and, and everybody just kind of stepped up in Crosby's absence for tonight and doesn't even look like they gave up a power play goal. It's, um, that that penalty kill, I mean, against the Islanders, really against everybody though all year, uh, just absolutely non-existent. Um, so that's another point there. I, I, I they they seem like they have good personnel at forward, but uh, I don't have much confidence in 
and their defensemen on these on these penalty kills. Um, you know, guys like Tanev, Rust, Bluger, they've they've proven that they could kill penalties, but they've got nobody supporting them on the back end. And and the goaltending just really doesn't step up either and 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 make those those key saves. Uh so so that's been a, a, a definitely a bad point for the Penguins. Um tonight they they were able to score on the power play and, and help help themselves out a bit. I don't think they gave up a, a shorty. I mean a, a power play goal tonight, but uh that's kind of been rare. Um and I guess the last bit of Penguins news this week, they they hired a an assistant for Ron Hextall, Chris, uh, by the name of Chris Pryor, uh, who was previously with the Flyers organization. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. Uh, fuck the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. Wait, that's and, our first fuck the Flyers of the night? Yeah. I think so. Fuck. We haven't played them. That's why I got to be that anchor, man. That, that That's why Shit. I'm going to bring that fuck the Flyers at the end of the I, night. I mean, you're the Penguins I, fan. You got it, right? That's got to lead our show next week. <sighs> we'll do that, yeah. We'll make it a point. So he's he's supposed to be their guru, their their kind of draft guru under Hextall, which which is really supposed to be Hextall's focus anyways, rebuilding through the through the draft and, and through prospects and try not to try they're trying to build up obviously the the pipeline in that organization, which has been, you know, slowly trading away every asset over the last several years, trying to stay uh competitive. So uh we'll see where that goes. Um well, and, trade Crosby this year to Boston. Okay. What we get what are we getting back? I hope it's Marshawn. Love that guy. I doubt that would be part of the package coming <laughs> back for sure. Yeah, Marshawn, if he signs a nine-year, nine-year, nine million dollar deal, sound good? Yeah, Jeff why Skinner. not? <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna, you're going to trade Malkin for Jeff Skinner, straight up. <laughs> oh boy, mm, I got to think about that. One. Money, money kind of works here. One, maybe, yep. maybe that changes scenery. <laughs> maybe, maybe, and playing on a line with Crosby, maybe you don't trade Crosby after that. Maybe you win the, maybe you win the cup. Get to my head wouldn't right now. Surprising. Wouldn't be surprising. No, it absolutely wouldn't be surprising. Who's wouldn't that? Be surprising the- to see the NHL just hand the Penguins another cup. Jeez, are you still sore about 2005? Doesn't make sense. Oh my God, he's still upset you got Crosby. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> I probably wouldn't be a Penguins fan if, if that didn't happen. Mm. Would you still be a Rangers fan? If the Rangers had, had gotten them, probably. He might have come back to the Rangers by now if the Penguins didn't get Crosby. You, you think that would have happened? I don't know. I think he's. he's he, I think he had a. Um, I think he had something up his ass about ownership. That I don't that's know what I'm saying. They, but it wasn't too long after that. That uh, that Dolan became Dolan. Dolan yeah. took that back seat and let. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I still, I still think he's a closet Ranger fan. I don't care what what anybody says. <laughs> I'm, I do a lot of things in my closet, but root for the Rangers is not one of them. <laughs> oh, oh, it absolutely is. Secretly, your heart still races every okay. time you watch the Rangers on MSG Network and listen to Sam Rosen botch another name. Your heart <laughs> flutters. Oh, Sam. Hey, he's been pretty good. Um, he had one oopsie tonight. wasn't anything major. I, for, I even forgot what it was, but it wasn't. A nip slip? No, was definitely wasn't a nip slip. Thank God. Did, did he go, Neil Patrick Harris takes a penalty? <laughs> no, he did not. He, he certainly did not do that. Who was the player? Who was the player? And let us guess the mistake. No, I don't remember. I, oh, I don't remember. Uh, useless piece of shit. <laughs> Story of my life. Story of my life. Anybody got any more stories? Or are we done? 
don't know. In the intro, can we? Can you definitely mention the Billy turns into the Micro Machine Man? Because oh, it, it really is the greatest thing. <laughs> I love. It. It's amazing. I don't think Billy can't hear it, but he can't. But it's it's just the, it's the funniest fucking thing when it happens. It's, it's, it's gonna totally usually do. It's gonna give him a reason to actually listen to the podcast. <laughs> oh, it's probably gonna happen right now because everything froze. Yeah. Uh, it did. It did. <laughs> oh, that's perfect timing. That was awesome. Oh, oh that's fantastic. Uh, God bless Cablevision. All right. We're going to have to think of some catchphrases for me to say when I notice it's going to freeze. And, and uh, yeah, I'm going to have to try try to do something interesting with this. Can you just read like the the um, the fine print of a contract right at the end there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck, man. Let's read the Skinner I'm, contract. I was so looking forward to having a competitive hockey team, and this is what I get stuck with. Hey, you started out pretty good, then you got... I, that's, I, that's what I'm saying. I was so looking forward to a season of that. And I, I don't know what's going on. Young, young, young team, like you said, man. Two guys off the off there, and it's the youngest team in the league. Yeah. That's that's tough. Was Lindy Ruff. I don't know. You think he's the right coach for a young team like that? They Spring said structure. that when he was in, in Dallas, kind of when he started in Dallas, this was the makeup of the team. Like it was a bunch of young, kids, young kids. And well, maybe it takes time. He molded man. them. Yeah, but that was a different NHL back then too, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. That was what, mid-90s? No, no, no. Oh, this no is, that was after Buffalo. This is recently. Yeah. This is yeah, within the Buffalo last – it's within the last 10 years. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you should take a bit. Start out in time. Dallas. I think what it is is his system. His system is to take responsibility away from like the individual player and make it more of a a team defensive unit. Yeah. And it just doesn't work because, like I said, the next guy that has to cover the person the puck is going to is chasing after him instead of being in a good defensive position. Can I ask you a question? Did Will Butcher play tonight? Will Butcher did play tonight. For some reason, Ryan Murray. Oh, that's right. He he, he didn't play for whatever. He reason. has it. He has an upper body injury slash. He's a healthy scratch. Get hit in the face with a PK Subban puck? <laughs> no. So it depends on who you ask. It depends on who you ask and when you ask him. It's he's he's gone between upper body injury and healthy scratch. Well, if he's got an upper body injury, he's not a healthy scratch. Exactly, but I don't this want is, to this is today's NHL. This is the today's NHL we're dealing with, where you can't get any information. So look at Doctor Harkness over here. Oh, thank you, thank you. Well, I mean, it could be worse. You could root for Buffalo. How? You could root for Buffalo. No, we'd uh, lose to fucking Buffalo. No, I'll have no, to get back no. to you on that. I, I'm root. just sure that it could be somehow. Root. You think. could root for Buffalo, but. That's what I'm saying. If I rooted for Buffalo, at least they would have beaten, you know, I would have rooted for a team that beat the Devils twice. I got it. I got it. You could be the Buffalo Sabres and have to pay Jeff Skinner for the uh, next nine years. True. There. It could be worse, right? And and have to watch our prize number two overall draft pick complain after he gets a $10 million contract and want to be traded. It could be worse. Could be worse. Could be worse. Looking forward to Nico Heischer getting that monkey off his back on, on Thursday in a, against the Rangers. Get that first win as captain. If he's playing, hopefully. If he's playing, sure. If he's playing, exactly. He's, he might be a healthy slash, uh, a healthy scratch slash in concussion uh, protocol. <laughs>
I can absolutely see that for sure. Well, um, a lot of games coming up next week. Um, let's see if Eichel gets traded. Lots of good storylines coming up. Don't forget, find your worst and best contracts around the NHL. Uh, that will be a topic for next week. Follow us you at home, Twitter. do your homework as well. Come prepared with your best and worst NHL contracts. Yeah, absolutely. Tweet us. Tweet us, uh, tweet us who you think your best contracts are. At friends underscore rivals on the Twitter. Remember when you're on the shitter, check the Twitter. Facebook. YouTube friends and pod friends and rivals podcast. Don't forget to click comment and share and subscribe to our channel. Cause it really does help us out on YouTube, Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, give us a rating. I got nothing. Billy play us out.